politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, welcome into this episode of the Mark Harvard Podcast. Hope you've had a fantastic week. Um, ours has been pretty good. Um, it's been pretty good. We've got some things to talk about this week. Um, we've got uh, a little talk about the progression of the COVID measures. We're going to talk a little bit about how sometimes even the, the media that you trust goes a little too far. And uh, also about a different music that helps your spiritual journey. All that's coming up today on the show. But first, I've got to talk a little bit about what happened in my house this week. This is pretty funny. So we've got a little orange cat. I've mentioned that before. He's a kitten. His name is Sam. And um, Sam has really, he's he's adapted well to his new home. He walks around, just assumes he's welcomed everywhere, you know, you know, whether it's in your lap, you know, on the bed or, you know, in the middle of the sandwich that you're making. Uh, Sam just assumes he's fine everywhere. So at night, Sam, like most cats, walks around the house, just trying to, you know, occupy himself, that sort of thing. So my wife has started decorating for Easter, and she's one of these big holiday decorators. Now, I mean, Christmas, it looks like um, look, looks like a Hobby Lobby threw up in our house. There's just so much Christmas stuff everywhere. But um, she started putting some stuff out for Easter, and and that's fine. You know, I mean, Easter's a cool holiday. I like Easter. I'm you know, it's you know, I, I'm really fond of what we're symbolizing there. So Easter's that we got some and and we got some some rabbits everywhere. Got uh, some eggs everywhere. And she's got these little styrofoam decorative eggs. They're about maybe an inch, an inch and a half from you know top to bottom that sort of thing. And uh, she's put them into a decorative basket uh, up on up on one of the counters in the house. And um, we we got up the other morning, and some of the stuff up on that counter had been disheveled. And we're like, "Uh, Sam, got it? He got bored, and he started messing with stuff. Urgh. And, you know, she starts picking up some of like, the fake flowers that were on the floor and that sort of thing. And then we realize there are eggs missing. And so we start looking around the house and, and, and you know, finding them. Well, you know, there's one. Oh, there's one over here behind behind the fridge. There's one over here behind this this table over here. And then my wife stands up, and starts just cackling, just laughing, and she says, "You know what we're doing?" I said what? She goes, "We're we're, we're having an Easter egg hunt." <laughs> it's the first one of the year. Sam gave us an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> and and she was like, "I'm so happy because I, I haven't gotten to do one of these in a while because I've always been hiding eggs for our son." So. <laughs> I actually got to be part of an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. And I'm like, yeah, you say that now. If, if it were not Easter eggs, you would not be happy about this. Because I mean, we're still finding stuff. We still didn't find all the eggs. So, I mean, I guess we should be happy that they were fake eggs, not real eggs. Because, you know, at some point the smell was going to get us. So, yeah, we had an Easter egg hunt. There was a story that I saw this morning, actually. And it's part of the reason why we're a little late posting this morning. Um, because I really want to get into this a little bit. Um, Michigan State, okay, let me back up just a little bit. Um, it's not been a new thing for college teams to have corporate sponsors. You know, Nike, 
has stuff on different jerseys and that sort of thing. It happens. Um, I think, you know, the, one of the biggest examples is the Oregon Ducks football team with their Nike um, uniforms. You know, I mean, it's like every year. What kind of space age stuff can we put on there? Well, Michigan State has entered some kind of new territory a bit by announcing a massive expansion of its endorsement deal with Rocket Mortgage, including, get this, a name change for its men's basketball team. So rather than being called the Michigan State Spartans, they're going to now be called the MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. I'm going to let you just digest that for a second. They will now technically be called for tournaments, for anything... MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Tom Izzo reacted to the news through the Spartans. Uh, He said Rocket Mortgage has been a valued partner for years with Michigan State, and we are excited they're continuing to support our program into the future. As presenting sponsor of our season, their presence will be an asset as we compete for championships. So Rocket Mortgage's relationship with that program, it comes through their co-founder, Quicken Loans, Uh, Chairman Dan Gilbert, who also owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's a graduate of Michigan State, and he wants to support his alma mater. So broadcasters and other outlets will in all likelihood continue to call them the Spartans going forward just because it's short, it's something you can work into gameplay, play-by-play, and all that. But in any official capacity, they have to have presented by Rocket Mortgage. And (laughs) it's so funny it's not funny. It's kind of sad, actually. Funny's not the right word. Um, if you've ever watched Idiocracy, the movie where everything has a corporate sponsorship, <laughs> this kind of has has overtones of that for me, and it makes me a little uneasy. Um, yeah, and <laughs> so the, and the thing is, like I said, this is not new per se for there to be corporate sponsorships. But to have a naming sponsorship, it kind of it's a it's a harbinger of what I think are things to come. You know, I mean, who I mean, who knows how long it's going to be before we have the Alabama Crimson Tide sponsored by Red Bull, or you know the uh, the Clemson Tigers uh, are sponsored by Frosted Flakes, which by the way will be an excellent tie-in. I'm just saying. Call me. I we can set this up. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't get why this is, is happening in this capacity. And I think it looks bad on Rocket Mortgage too. I don't think it's just, you know, MSU that's, that's got, you know, the issue here. I think Rocket Mortgage is going to catch some flack for this because it really comes off kind of not, well, it comes off kind of petty. I don't know that they really thought this through. Of course, like I said, Announcers, fans are probably just going to keep calling them the Spartans. It's like when they tried to re- rename the Oak Mountain Amphitheater here in Birmingham when Verizon Wireless took over and they started calling it the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. Nobody called it the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. <laughs> Everyone just called it Oak Mountain. So, I mean, you can try to put the official all you want on it. Eh, the, the, the public very well, and the fan base very well may not accept it. That very well, just, it could happen. So, speaking of news, speaking of news, um, we move over to this, to this Biden thing. 
and um, you know he you know, he he just you know he just signed the, the stimulus bill. Whatever your, your your feelings are on that, we should be getting our checks as of recording. This is on a Friday morning. As of recording, we should be getting our checks very very soon if you qualify. Um, but I, I'm coming across this article. A friend of mine posted this out, and uh, he said uh, that uh, it, you know it's people believing whatever they want to believe. And this guy, he and I politically are very diametrically opposed. Um, he and he is he is basically he's very um, leaning toward the left, and I I try to stay more moderate. I oftentimes lean more conservative, but. But you know, I try to. Yeah, you know, I'm not under any illusion that either party has a monopoly on horrible people, and <laughs> and so here's the thing: this article over on World Net Daily, uh, who by the way used to be very reputable, World Net Daily used to be very, uh, very believable, very valid source. About 15 years ago, they were good. Um, now they've almost become like a tabloid. And the article's about Biden uh, and how uh, the quote is that Biden's eyes are now dead. Bannon says, uh, says President Kamala is imminent. Uh, Democrats are going to have to make a decision soon. And the buddy of mine, he posted this out and he says, uh, you know, the right believing what the right wants to believe. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It's not an exact quote, but that sort of thing. He's like basically saying uh, that they're, they're just basically creating an echo chamber. And that's what both sides do. And that's why a, a lot of organizations like this one and even Fox News now has become almost unbelievable because you know that no matter what they do they're going to spin it toward the right and before you may think I'm coming down the right CNN does the same thing for the left uh MSNBC does the same thing for the left um I'm getting at all media basically all I mean you have you have these these media outlets that go out of their way to support what they think is going to be the right thing. So they ignore some, some stories and really trump up, uh, and that was not intended, uh, it was not an intended um, jab, but they, they really prop up these stories that support their position. And it happens on both sides. So when World Net Daily is putting out that uh, Steve Bannon believes that America should prepare for the transition to President Harris, they're putting that out there because they think that's what, is going to get them clicks. That's what's going to, you know, pay the bills for them. Get the clicks on this advertisement over here for truthaboutfungus.com or health today or yeah, all these other different ads that are over here on the on the right side of their of their website. Um and they're also quoting former Secret Service member uh, Dan Borgino saying that hearing from people close to the situation that Biden's cognitive decline is rapidly worsening and is becoming increasingly difficult to mask. Um, you there, but the, the world that daily is going to skip over things that are good that Biden's doing, and and the other side of it happened on CNN on NBC when uh, um when when Trump would do something that was good. Not we're not going to cover that. We are going to hammer this one point to death though, and it just get it just gets me so frustrated because, as with any argument, any disagreement, the truth is always somewhere in the middle, and. Un- unknowingly, we create these echo chambers. So here's something I started doing a while back. And I say I say a while back, I mean, about four or five years ago, I started doing this. Like I said, while I tend to lean a little more conservative than liberal, not on everything, but I do lean more conservative than liberal. And while 
that's the way I lean. I went out of my way to start listening to maybe talk radio from the other side or or reading articles from the other side as well as, you know, where I lived because I want to try to get a bigger picture, a more fleshed out picture of what was going on and what was actually the truth. Because like I said, it's somewhere in the middle. And that's the, I really think that's the only way you're going to learn is by, you know, if you're a, maybe a conservative talk radio listener, try to, you know, watch the evening news as well. Maybe try, if, you, if all you watch is, you know, CNN, maybe try and throw in some Newsmax there too as, here and there as well. So you can kind of get a feel for, okay, this is what this organization says is our top story. But there's also this other issue they're not touching. So I encourage you to try to just listen to all sides of this and really try to go out of your way to educate yourself a little bit. Don't go just by what the talking head or, you know, I guess the disembodied voice on the radio tells you. Go do your own research, man. Try to, you know, come up with your own opinions. Because everyone out there making money off it is furthering what's going to make them money. And I mean in the media. You know, people, if a conservative talk show host is, I mean, talks, uh, he's getting a conservative talk show host is going to put out what pleases their conservative audience. A a, a liberal news show, uh, TV show, is going to put out there what their liberal audience wants to see. That way, those people come back. It doesn't anger them. They want to come back and get more. Therefore, they see the ads, blah, blah, blah. Commercialism and capitalism happens. Everything reigns supreme. So just keep that in mind, that it's not so much in the press about the truth anymore as it's about making that money, keeping viewers and listeners happy. And in the meantime, we've got to do our own homework to get the truth. Just take that averages, that law of averages between the, the, uh, between the outlets and go with that. So where are where am I on my notes? I didn't really mean to totally get off on a complete tangent there about the media there. Um, I found this this real list, this really cool list uh, over on relevantmagazine.com, and they, they list a bunch of albums for any stage of your spiritual journey. And I'm gonna be honest, I've heard of one of these. <laughs> but I can say that, that album actually really did pay pay a big part into my spiritual journey. Um, it, it lists uh, different things uh, like Julian Baker's Hardline album uh, came out last week. Um, uh, let me see what's in it. Vampire Weekends, Vampires of the City. Uh, they say it looked down over America from a lofty perch, doling out his observations with a place of certainty. It's, it's led to a handful of great albums, but Modern Vampires is, a group, is the group's masterpiece and contains the band's most explicit thoughts on God. Through the fire, through the flames, you won't even say we. You won't even say your name. Um, that sort of thing. Um, the one that jumped out at me that I actually knew, and I own, I've owned this album on basically every single platform that it's come out on, and it's the Joshua Tree from U two. That's that that album came out. Was it eighty eight, eighty nine? No, it wasn't eighty nine. It was eight. Yeah, it was mid eighties, mid to late eighties. Um, and it was it was nothing but a Christian album. And this is before you had that being a popular thing. But songs like Where the Streets Have No Night Name, uh, to the the rage that was the bullet in the blue sky, to the yearnings of I still haven't found what I'm looking for, it's the original spiritual journey from a rock perspective. 
And while U2 has, you know, they've laid a few eggs since then, but uh, that 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 one album is just such a masterpiece there that I still bring it out every once in a while. It's good stuff. So it's good to see it make this list. Um, yeah, like I said, I got I've got nothing on the rest of these groups, and so I guess that gives me some homework to do. Thank you, Tyler Huckabee from Relevant.com, RelevantMagazine.com. Uh, you've given me some things to look at. Stick around. Coming up, when we get back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the passing of a technolo- technological pioneer and also the progression of maybe some mandates getting lifted when it comes to, to COVID. Eh, maybe. Stick around. More coming up, coming up. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. You can join me on May 4th and 5th for That Church Conference. The last year, if you're a church communicator, the last year has been trying, to say the least. (laughs) And That Church Conference can help out with all kinds of ideas, all different ways you can grow God's kingdom for your church and help reach those that need to be reached. It's a two-day online event for pastors and church leaders, and it is absolutely free. So go to that cc.com to reserve your free tickets and here's the cool thing here's the well the extra cool thing is that i am back as a speaker for the second year in a row i'm so excited to be back i'm joining a, a an incredible lineup of speakers that are way smarter than i am these are folks like ben stapley uh, folks like matt brown uh jessica beeler uh jenny catrone these are uh, the folks that are leading in church communications they know how to help your church so make sure to plan to be there may the 4th and 5th for this two-day online event it's that church conference get your free tickets thatcc.com like to welcome a brand new sponsor to the podcast it's old world lumiere candle company and these guys are great you, you know you want your home to smell good and sometimes that's a little harder than other times Especially when you're like me, you got a four-year-old and a dog and two cats, and uh, you know your house is under constant construction. Um, but <laughs> these things are fantastic. We've got them in our home, and you should have them in yours. There are all kinds of different scents. There's fruity, there's fresh and floral, there's herbal and earthy candles, there's food and drink ones. Let me just go down this food and drink, because guys, these aren't your normal, you know, old lady candles you're gonna find somewhere. You can get a candle that smells like bacon. Uh, apple cider donut, banana nut bread. I've got some of the bourbon soaked raisin ones in my house, and they smell fantastic. It doesn't hurt that I love raisins, and I'm also pretty partial to bourbon. But still, amazing scents, and you're going to find something that you, that you like. I've got the link over on the Facebook page for Old World Lumiere Candle Company. Support them and let them know that you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. And we are back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Don't forget, if you hear something on the show that that you want to interact about, I'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call, 251-616-2058. It's 251-616-2058. Who knows, you might just hear your voicemail left uh, on the podcast next week. Just saying. You could, I can make you famous to, to tens of people. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know if you saw this news, but the inventor of the cassette tape passed away this week uh, at the age of 94. His name was Lou Ottens. Um, he's a Dutch inventor, and his family confirmed with CNN that he, he passed away this week at the age of 94. They said the inventor died at his home in the Netherlands. Uh, his cause of death was not given. His, his He was 94 years old. I'm pretty much thinking he aged out. But, uh, you know, don't quote me on that. An estimated 100 billion cassette tapes have been sold worldwide. I thought they'd they'd stop making them a while back. But apparently they still did. Uh, he also supervised the team that developed the compact disc. Anyone under 30 is like, what's that? I don't understand what either one of these things are. Yeah. So he was described uh, as an extraordinary man who loved technology. Man, I had so many cassettes. At at you know at in this day and age when we were moving into the house that we currently live in, I had to get rid of some cassettes. I had so many, and I you know it, cassettes were still a big thing when I first started working in radio. And this was I guess ninety two ninety three when I first started in radio. So you know when promotional packs would come in, you know the staff would get you know hey it's a new cassette from this band or this band we've never heard of you here take take this home and listen to this and you know it would, it would just you'd get stuck in the bottom of my car seat or something um so i had so many cassettes so many, i think the my first cassette when i was little uh i guess i was i don't know 4 maybe um was neil diamond's heartlight and that was the one that had the, the theme song from et on it uh america was on that that album um, but yeah, I had that cassette, man, I wore that out, but I also, that was the first format that you could actually at home, maybe create some stuff on, you know, I mean, reel to reel was kind of around, but that, that wasn't as open to the masses as cassettes were. So we, uh, you know, I, I actually had a little cassette recorder and a cassette. I would, mom would buy me blank cassettes and I would get to, uh, to you know, record stuff, and it was so funny. I would I would make little radio shows for my of myself, and yeah, you know, I just you know, I just you know make them and listen to them back, and eh, that's funny. It's kind of like what kids do today with with the, uh, the 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 TikTok and all that now, I guess. But one another thing I used to do was I if I knew a, like a big long car trip was coming up, maybe we're gonna go see my grandmother or something like that in Georgia. Um, that was a long drive. So what I would do is I would put the cassette recorder beside the speaker of the TV and record the audio from some of my favorite TV shows and listen to that on the way to grandmother's house. Like I said, it's like a four or five hour trip for a, you know, a six-year-old. That was a big deal. So it was a big, long drive. So that's how I would pass the time. So Mr. Ottens, thank you for keeping... Me out of trouble on car trips by keeping me occupied. I salute you. Thank you, sir. Man, yeah, that was my first cassette. My first cassette. What was your first cassette? Do you remember that? Leave it in the comments or uh, or leave the voicemail. Remember, you, you can call that number and leave me a voicemail, and I can actually use it on the show next week. 251-616-2058. It's 251 616 Five, eight. Would love to hear from you. And uh, like I said, we'll pull that in to use it on the podcast next week. What was your first cassette? Would love to get that's an interesting question. I'd love to hear that. I might actually put it out there on the uh, on the Facebook page as well. 
get you guys to respond back on that. We'll revisit this next week. So I'm not sure if you saw this. We're, we're, we're starting to see a lot more things open up now. Uh, State of Alabama has announced that uh, April the 9th, I believe, it's, it's right after Easter. Uh, April the 9th is when mask mandates are no more. A, lot of, a couple of states have already said, yet yeah, we're out, we're done. Uh, I do think it's one of the most American things in the world that just because I mean we're 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 tired of it, of it being a problem, so we're just gonna you know we're yeah we're just gonna say it's gone. <laughs> but but still though, it's 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 funny that you know some states are still up in arms and some states are like yeah we're out because when you look at the statistics, there's not a lot of difference. <laughs> Between the states that have locked down completely and the states that took maybe more of a loose interpretation, uh, there were a lot more event-based and a lot more humanity-based things than it was policy-based. So I saw this story, and this kind of maybe brought it home to me. Uh, if, if you know who Eric Bienemy is, he's the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator. He revealed that he spent the 2020 NFL season living in a hotel and he did it for a really interesting reason. He made the sacrifice privately, doing everything he could to keep his 26-year-old son, Eric, who has cerebral palsy, safe from the virus. He said when he started living in the hotel on July 23rd and stayed there through the Super Bowl, he said he would come home on Fridays but would wear two masks, maintain a safe distance, and spend the night in the basement. He said it's been a challenge. Time away from his wife and their two sons. He hadn't previously spoken about the lengths he went to. To, uh, to keep from inadvertently passing the coronavirus to his family. Um, but yeah, people went through a lot of different stuff over the past year. My, my parents, they, they went on hard lockdown, and they've just now gotten their, their second shots, and so they should be fine, I think. Um, I'm still waiting on mine, but I think as more and more people get the, 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 uh, the shots and get their immunization... I think we're going to see more and more things open up. And at that point, you know, then economic stuff gets to come back, and then we get um, more you know, of the tourism things happening, more event-based things. Um, but I think right now a lot of people are just, are just weary. People are just tired of being tired when it comes down to it, you know? I think people are just they're, they're frustrated. There's, there's all kinds of depression linked in. And, and I think it almost makes it worse because we do see that light at the end of the tunnel, so we want it to hurry up and get faster. You know, if we, if we were just told that, you know, this is what it's going to be for, from now on, you know, you, you make peace with that and you, you live with it. But knowing that it might end soon, it's like we're, we're getting, we're, everybody's getting ready. We're getting ready to go. Okay, we're getting ready to go. Let's go. Come on, let's go. We're sitting on ready. Let's go. And it actually makes you more stressed sitting on ready than it does if you just relax and, ah, we're not going to be anywhere for a while. You know, so I, I, I think that that's kind of the atmosphere we're all picking up here is we're so eager. We're so close that we want it to hurry up more and more. And I think that's that's what's going to cause a little bit of problems toward the end is that we're going to have to we're going to have to deal with that. And I, I think that that's yeah, it's we got to stay, ch- stay cool, stay chill. Calm down, guys. Saw this story coming out of, out of Miami. I want to close with something upbeat, and uh, I'm gonna butcher the name 
because I just, yeah, I'm never going to pronounce this correctly. Dormies Moreau. Well, maybe I did okay. Uh, she, uh, she is a um, 60-year-old widow, lives with her kids, nephew, and three grandchildren, and she cooks in the kitchen of a home built by Habitat for Humanity. Her days are pretty arduous. She works part-time as a janitor at a tech school. Uh, she walks or takes the bus. But the work of her heart, the reason she gets up every morning, is to feed the hungry. And she grew up as you know in Haiti. She was you know a lot of poverty there. She often you know pilfered food from her parents' pantry, uh, some dried rice and beans, maybe an onion or an ear of corn, to give it to someone who needed it. Which is a fantastic quality. Her her mother was furious though, scolding her and threatening her, even telling the priest to refuse to give her communion. Wow, but she didn't back down. Um, she she said, "I told my mom you can you know you can whoop me today, you can whoop me tomorrow, but I'm gonna continue to do this." Uh, decades later, she's still doing it. She borrowed the church truck to buy groceries on Thursday and Friday, and cooks into the wee hours of the night for Saturday's feedings. Man. Uh, Notre Dame, Haiti Catholic Church pays for the food, relying on donations. Moreau prepares the food single-handedly, while church volunteers serve or deliver them to shut-ins. They say they get they feed Americans, Spanish, Haitian. They all come here. Even when I'm closing, they say, please, can I have some? And I give it to them, because if they go home and have nothing, it hurts me. So, every morning before work, for the church's staff, police, and local community leaders, Moreau prepares a table with a special Haitian hot tea to ward off colds. She lays out vapors to inhale and other remedies from her homeland believed, believed to strengthen the immune system. And they say she takes care of everybody from A to Z. True servant, she goes beyond the scope of work to be presented uh, of hope and compassion to others. So a few years ago, when the church couldn't afford to hire a cleaning crew, Moreau offered to do it for kind of a negligible sum. She does it with a cheerful heart. Until recently, she's continued to walk or take the bus. But last month, she was surprised with a new Toyota Corolla topped with a big red bow. And as it was part of a, a local anti-poverty initiative, community leaders nominate residents known for community service, which if she doesn't qualify, I want to see the person that wins. Because, man! So, the Martin Luther King Economic Development Corporation purchases the cars wholesale through, the, through a grant, and Moreau pays $125 a month and will own it after three years. With her janitorial job and all of her work at the church, people often ask Moreau if she's exhausted, but she says she's fueled by her faith. And she said, I can keep all the money for myself and never give to anyone a penny, but if you give your heart and never think about yourself, God will provide for you in every way. The refrigerator will never be without food. Man. And I believe that. I believe that. And I've seen proof of that in my life. Um, and granted, I'm not doing anything on the level that Miss Moreau is doing. Uh, she is an absolute example we should all be following. But, I mean, just the little things. When, when Jenny and I have done little things, it's crazy that we never miss what we've given. Because God always provides back for us. It's, 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 it's amazing to watch. It really is. So, yeah, use that as an example as you go out through the week this week. Yeah. So, anyways, 
Um, don't forget, you can be a part of the podcast. Once again, that number, 251-616-2058. You can also email me, mark at markharvardcreative.com, or you know, follow us on Facebook and on uh, Instagram. Um, also, don't forget, we are all over the place. You can get this podcast anywhere, so feel free to share with friends. You can get it. On Podbean, on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Edify. Uh, this week we got TuneIn. TuneIn is now a thing for us. Uh, we got a, a few other things uh, coming very, very soon. We'll be very, very soon. We'll be on uh, Google Podcasts, so you can listen to us through your Google device. Um, you can already listen like through Spotify though. If you've got like a Google Home or something like that, you can say, "Hey, you know, listen to the Mark Harvard podcast on Spotify." And there you go. But be free to share it with friends, leave pod, leave uh, podcast comments, rankings. Uh, we appreciate that as well. That goes a long way toward helping us with analytics. So anyway, have a fantastic week. This has been the Mark Harvard Podcast. And I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.